0: Tonight, the mystery playhouse takes down its hair and gets in the groove. And just so nobody can accuse us of being square, they're dishing up a mystery in four, four times. A gory little dilly that really jumps. Yes, it's murder. And it all started when Nick and Nora Charles, of thin man fame, went out to buy some records. So, stash your frame. While Nick, Nora, and Cass shoot you the lyrics of murder in a record shop. Well, this one's empty, dear. Okay, Nora. Will you
1: open the door, please? Mm hmm. Oh, oh dear. There's a young man in there. Um, are you going to be here long? Huh? <laughs> are you going to stay here? He's climbing to the ceiling. Is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, listen. God fuck it. Really? Chicago style. Mike fix What's he talking, Mickey? Basic English? Shh. Oh, this is gonna kill me. What kill me? Oh, well, would you mind dying outside the booth? We'd like to play some records. Well, listen. Just listen. Oh, are you sure he's all right? Oh, uh, well, I think that's what they call being sent, dear. Are you being sent, young man? Sent? I'm being delivered oh, Listen to this. It's murder. Well, thank you. Do you like that record you just played? Oh, it's terrible. Corny. Too commercial. Are those the records you want to hear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's the matter with them? Oh, long hairs. Why don't you get out of your long underwear? So long. Hey, was that an insult? No, dear, no. Just uh, jive talk. Play one of our records, Okay, Okay, darling. Hey, Lola, what's Gut Bucket? Oh, I don't know, darling, but it sounds to me like some new kind of girdle. Uh, sit down, dear. Hey, what kind of stuff is that? Beethoven's romance, dear. It's about time you developed a taste for good music. What's the matter with my taste? I like to see everything dinosaurs sing. You should learn to appreciate the higher forms, dear. Oh, here you are, Mrs. Oh, Charles. Mr. Bailey. Nikki, I want you to meet Mr. Benjamin Bailey, the proprietor of the Cadenza record shop. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Charles. Oh, you do. Just call me Beethoven funny like everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Charles, shall I start lecturing at him? Oh, please, Benny. You know, is this some kind of a plot? Uh-huh. Well, Mr. Charles, now is listening to a hunk of music called Romance by Ludwig von Beethoven, which is written in Andante. Which means not too fast, but don't fall asleep, okay? Hey, Benny, where did you learn about music? Well, oh, in my youth, I was a first piccolo player in the Sing Sing Philharmonic Orchestra.
0: Now, you take that album
1: there, Chostakovich's Sixth Symphony. Chostakovich was influenced by Prokofiev, Stravinsky, Rachmaninoff, Brimsky, Korsakov, Vladimir, Masikorsky, and Tchaikovsky. So what happens? So Chostakovich makes with the notes, and if you spend an ear. It sounds a little like Pekatjev, Stravinsky, Rachmaninoff, Romsky, Korsikov, and Tchaikovsky. Now, they're not to be confused with Beethoven, Bach, Brahms, Mozart, and Papa Haydn, who are of the German school, as against the Russian school. Two nations which are at war today, which is something to think about, ain't that, Mister Charles? Oh, oh, yes. Yes, it certainly bears thinking about me. But to get along with my suppression. Now, Beethoven was carrying the torch for a hot little tomato called Countess Guicciardi. Mm. Now, hark ye. Had a great file in his buddy Fradkin place. This passage, it's sheer perspiration. Uh, Well, what's the matter with Freddie? Did he run out of uh, perspiration? No, the record stopped. Something messed up this pornograph. Won't it go? No, it's dead. Well, let me push it away from the wall, Benny. Well, what killed it, Nikki? Fradkin's plane. No, baby. It was murdered. Oh, phonographs don't get murdered. They die natural death. Well, here's the bullet, Nora. It's where it's the motor. Well, now, who'd want to murder a phonograph? Must be some torpedo who hates music. The bullet came through that wall. There's a the hole. It, what's on the other side of this wall, Benny? Another boat like this. There's just a thin partition of expensive soundproof junk between the boats. Someone in that other booth found that bullet. Come on. I bet it's one of my competitors trying to ruin my business. Well, there's the door to the other booth. <coughs> Oh. Steady, baby. Oh, but look, Mickey, look, that woman. Benny, turn off that record. All right. Uh, is... is she dead? Uh-huh. Huh? Three bullet wounds in the head. Benny, you better call the police. Yeah, I'll phone right now. Mickey, do you think the... Killer's still around? No, darling. If he was smart enough to turn on that record to cover the noise of the shots, he's smart enough to make a quick getaway. Mm-hmm. He must be a very queer killer, dear. He left his lipstick behind. What do you mean? This lipstick I just found. It's called, um, Passion Smear. Oh, but that probably belongs to the corpse. Uh-uh. It's a different shade. You see? They don't match her lips. Yeah. Hey, listen, Laura, you wait here. Where are you going? I want to speak to headquarters. This looks like a case for Inspector Gallagher. I'll be back in a minute. Hmm. I wonder. If... Oh, I didn't notice that before. This is interesting. Nikki, did you? Oh, who turned off the light? Oh, with me. Let's go. Tell me. Me. me, someone is the killer. Nikki, Nikki. Some people is very thoughtless. With all the record shops in town, that dame had to pick my joint to get murdered. Don't you worry, Benny. You'll get a lot of free publicity. Hey. Where are you running, Nick? The light in the booth is out. Come on. And where's that switch? There's a light. Oh. Is she cooked, too? Mm-hmm. No, she's coming, too, now. Oh, baby. Oh. oh, Nicky. Benny, turn off that record. No, oh, are you all right? Mm. As soon as both of you get together, Nicky, I'll be fine. Oh, Oh, I've been robbed. What's missing? The handkerchief I found. It, it was under her body. It was a man's handkerchief. Now it's gone. Well, the police will be very interested to find out about this. Well, aren't you interested? Oh, now, darling, for once, just once, can't we mind our own business? Mr. Beethoven Benny, if your wife was attacked by a fiend while a record played St. James Infirmary, would you stand by and be I don't know. I ain't got a wife. Oh. well then, if, if, if you had need for a wife. In that instance, I would find a jack what done it and tear him apart with my teeth. Oh, thank you, Benny. Well, Nick. Ain't you got no trouble you saw, in your soul, Mr. Charles? As a knighthood that was once in flower and now become a stinkweed? <clears throat> well, when you put it like that, uh give me your first order. Here, dear. Mm -hmm. Uh, has she got anything interesting in it? Uh Uh-huh. A pair of nylons? Nylons? Oh. Oh, give me, give me. Darling, you've just got to find the person who murdered her. I want to thank him. Nick told me you found a lipstick. That would make the murder a woman. It couldn't have been a woman, Benny. Or she'd have taken the nylons for herself. Yeah, I'm afraid it was a man, Benny. Look at this letter. Dear Margaret, meet me in booth four, Cadenza, record shop, 5.30 p.m. We'll settle this matter once and for all. John Marty. That's hmm, quite another expensive stationer. What's her full name, dear? The envelope says Mrs. Martin Curtis. She's married to the guy who wrote that note. Do you know where he lives, Miss? Hmm? Well, it's in her address book. Martin Curtis, 2065 West 86th Street. Next. you think it's a crime of passion? Uh, with her figure, Benny, it has to be. Let's go, Mickey. I'm afraid Marty isn't home, Dolly. Try the door. mm mm-hmm. It's open. Come in, Dolly. Hey, look at the floor. Racing forms and old dress shirts scattered all over. Dear, do you think Martin Curtis is a dandy? Racing forms and dress shirts mean only one thing. He's a musician. Let's see what's in the dressing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. More racing forms. What's this guy? that read. And here's something. This George Papers from Sing Sing Prison. Seems Marty did quite a stretch there. Sing Sing? Oh. Why, why, that's Beethoven Benny's alma mater. Yeah. He may be mixed up in this, too. Well, what have you got, then? Marty's address book. I'm mean, keep it. It may be helpful. Let's have a look in the bedroom. I don't think there's anything in there but more racing for <laughs> Get oh. them up. Well. Please. You also. Now, don't be a stubborn or I'll show you. Do as she says, Mickey. Well, all right. Oh, thank you so much. I don't like to kill people. It's so unfriendly. Um, are you wearing, a um, passion smear lip rouge? Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you like it? It's just my shade and... Don't you come any closer. You'd uh, better give me that gun. Don't be ridiculous. Now, you be nice or I'll thrill you. I'm afraid you're not the type. I'll take the gun. No. You see? I am the type. Oh, let go of my hands. Let go. Drop that Mickey, gun. Mickey, don't you dare hurt that poor girl. My hand, make him stop. Oh. Okay, I've got the gun now. Didn't any of my bullets hit you? No, I'm afraid your aim isn't very good. Who are you? Trisha Gardner. She's telling the truth, dear. That's the name on a letter in her purse. Oh, you. Oh, well, I'm Nora Charles, and this is my husband's Nick Listen, Nora Charles. Oh, I've always admired you so much. Your husband is just as handsome as people say. You're cute, too, Nora. Oh, well, thank you. Darling, look at this letter I found in her purse. Well, what does it take? Um, unless you come through with $10,000 in cash, you know what will happen to you. This is your last warning. Pat, when did you get this? Today. That's why I took the gun. Have you got 10 grand? Of course. When Daddy died, he left me millions. Why did you he come here? Why'd you? To say Marty. Why? Well, I want to marry him. Well, did you know that he was already married? What? Marty married? He never told did me. Did you know that his wife was murdered in the Cadenza music shop today? No. Mm-hmm. That makes everything simpler. He won't have to divorce his wife, then. Uh, Pat, where'd you get this, done? Oliver gave it to me as a birthday present. Who's Oliver? Oliver Sawyer. He's a senior at Columbia, majoring in abnormal psychology. He thinks I have interesting traumas and wants to marry me. Is, um, this your lipstick? Uh, yes, where'd you get it? It was lying next to the body of Mrs. Martin Curtis. I I didn't kill her. I swear I didn't. Were you in that music shop? I won't tell you another thing. Uh, Pat, Did you know Martin Curtis was an ex-convict? Yes. He told me about that. He's still on parole. But I don't care. I love him. Uh, Nora, will you um, write a few words on that typewriter, me? All right, dear. Pat, what else did uh, Martin tell you about himself? Well, he was afraid of someone he knew in Sing Sing. Oh, why? He said that this person could send him back to jail. Was this person named Benny Bailey? Yes. Yes, how did you know? Here, Nicky. A typewriter isn't very good. Yeah. But it's just what I thought. The letter we found in Mrs. Curtis' purse and this threat letter that Pat has were both typed on the same machine. What do you say to that, Pat? You mean Marty? No. I don't believe it. It can't be true. Pat, was the Oliver in the Cadenza music shop this afternoon? Yes. He called me and told me to meet him there. Then you were there, too. Of course, Billy. How could I see him if I wasn't there? Oh. Oh, but what am I saying? Oh, dear. Dad, why don't you tell us the truth about all this? All right. May I have a good cry on your husband's shoulder first? Mm Mm-hmm. Use the right shoulder, dear. It's less bumpy. Oh, I'm such a dope. Oh, dear. There now, Pat. let go of my hand. Watch it, Nicky. You're trying to twist that gun out of your hand. No, Pat. You can't get away with it. I've got the gun back now. Oh, she bit me. Get your hands up. Then move back to the bedroom. I'm going to lock you in. Go on. This time I won't miss. Come, Nicky. Hey, where'd you learn to bite guns out of people's hands, Pat? I heard Nora do it on one of your radio programs. Here's the key. toodle Hmm. Charming child, isn't she, dear? Oh. Well, how are we going to get out of here? Well, that won't be hard, darling. I've been trapped in apartments before. You can get out very quickly if you have to. This window leads to a fire escape. Come on, dear. Let's get out of here and see if we can find Martin Curtis. <laughs> ivory Ike on pianist It is indeed. This well, Nick Charles. Do you know where I can find Marty Curtis? Try Joe's on Fifty Second Street. If he ain't there, ask Big Lip Larry, the trumpeter in the band. Where you can find him. Well, thank he will Maybe I can do you a favor someday. You can do me one right now. You know a hot horse in tomorrow's seventh at Jamaica? Excuse me. Are you Mr. Big Lips Larry? Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, we don't want to interrupt you, but uh, can you tell us where we can find Marty Curtis? Uh, yeah. He was here about an hour ago. He says he's going to Googie Gilbert's joint in the village for a jam session. Well, thank you, Mr. Larry. Say, uh, maybe you know he's a good horse in the Seven at Jamaica. Well, darling, this is Googie's. Yeah. Wait a minute, baby. Look who's cool there. Oh, the jitterbug who was in our booth in the music shop. And I want to talk to him. Come over to his table. Uh-huh. Hello there. Oh, the long underwear kids. You are um, Oliver Sawyer, a friend of Patricia Gardner and student of abnormal psychology at Columbia, right? How do you know? Never mind, Oliver. What are you doing here? Research. I'm writing a paper on the influence of jazz on post-adolescent youth. You're schizophrenic, aren't you? I wouldn't be surprised. What's your name? Well, I'm Nora Charles, and this is my husband, Nick. Oh, you're a manic depressive. Am I? That's very unusual in a beautiful woman. Uh Uh-huh, thank you. Can I study you sometime? Uh, Well, uh, not uh, just now, Oliver. You see, my husband's a detective. Oh, are you Nick Charles, the famous criminologist? Uh Uh-huh. Tell me, Nick, what's the psychological type of a hatchet murderer? Do you find that they are frustrated butchers or surgeons? Well, suppose I ask you a few questions first, Oliver. Do you know Martin Curtis? Sure. That's him playing a liquor stick. Is he a friend of yours? Yes, and a very interesting type. He leans toward dementia precox. Oh. You want to meet him? Uh, why, yes. I'll send him over. Nikki, do you think he may be mixed up in this? Oh, darling. Well, I think it's Marty Curtis. It's obvious. He had a chance to marry a rich little cat, and his wife wouldn't let him go. He's okay, why are you coming over now? Oh, I'm Marty Curtis. You want to talk to me? Oh, yes. Oliver told me you was Nick Charles the dick. What's up? Did you see your wife in the uh, Cadenza record shop today? What about my wife? She's been murdered and... OK, don't move. I got you covered. What do you- oh, a gun. You, you know, your guy tries to stop me, you will get plugged. Well, did you murder her? You ain't going to get anything on me. Just sit where you are. Goodbye. you' he's going toward that back room. Don't get up, darling. He means business. He'll shoot to kill. Well, what do we do, Nikki? He went into that back room. Shall we go after him? Mickey, that was a shot. Open that door. Come on. All right. Only oh, look. He's dead, baby. Bullet in his brain. There's a gun in his hand. He's the killer, Nick. He knew the game was up and, and and he committed suicide. No, there's a pay phone on the wall there. Phone Gallagher's police headquarters in a hurry. All right, please. Look. Where are you going? I'll be back in a minute. There's someone I want to see. Oh. Oh, dear. Hello? Oh, Inspector Gallagher, please. Mm-hmm. Hey, hello, Inspector. Well, this is Nora Charles. Mm-hmm. We've just found Martin Curtis. Mm-hmm. Suicide. Nicky? Oh, well, just a minute. Here he is. He just came back. He wants to talk to you, dear. Oh. Hello, Gallagher. Oh, what bullet? Yeah. Yeah, I see. No, Inspector, I'm afraid Nora made a little mistake. Curtis didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. Uh, take this down, Gallagher. It's the name and description of the killer. been here since I left? No. What happened, Oliver? Marty. Marty killed himself. Oh, killed himself? Oh, this is all for. The best thing that ever happened to you, Pat. What do you mean? Because you killed Mrs. Curtis. What? I saw you, Pat. I was in the record shop. I saw you kill her through the glass partition of a record booth. And, and you knew all along? Yes, Pat. I, are you going to tell? I love you, Pat. I'd never give you away. But you've got nothing to worry about. No one will suspect you now that Curtis is dead. His suicide's admission of guilt. What are you doing there? Turning on a phonograph. Pat, are you going to marry me? I, I can't think about that now. You'd better think about it, Pat. Remember, I can send you to the electric chair if I want to. Oliver, oh, let go of me. You're hurting me. Yes, Pat. If I can't have you, no one else will to that music, Pat. What are you doing? Take your hand away from my throat. Listen to it, Pat. No, no don't. You're hurting me. Don't. Nicky, I told you to ring the bell. Lord, they're necking. No, I'd Let her go, Oliver. Let her go, or I'll fire. Oh. He was necking with intent to kill, I think. Well, you're not so wrong, Pat. He's been doing a lot of killing tonight. What are you talking about? The game's up, Oliver. You're under arrest for murdering Mrs. Curtis and her husband. You're crazy. I didn't kill Mrs. Curtis. Pat did. She just confessed. Did you, Pat? Well, yes, but I didn't know the gun was loaded. Give me your purse, Pat. Uh, Here. Oh. The gun's inside it, all right. That's the gun that killed Mrs. Curtis. Yes, Oliver. Maybe I made a mistake. Come here. What do you want? Just this gun you had in your pocket. Aye. You see, Pat, it's exactly like the one you had, except that it's filled with blanks. Pat. Just what happened when you killed Mrs. Curtis? Well, I was waiting in the record booth for Oliver. She came in, turned up the record, and started a quarrel. She threatened me with a knife. I got frightened, pulled out the gun, and it went off before I knew what happened. Then I ran out. I didn't mean to kill her. You didn't kill her, Pat. Oliver here killed her. The gun you fired was filled with blanks. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no use pretending, Oliver. You switched guns with Pat, then you went to Googie Gilbert's. You slipped into the back room while Nora and I were talking to Marty. As Marty came in, you jumped in, grabbed his gun, and killed him with it. You made it look like a suicide. Then you opened the window of the back room and escaped. <sighs> Isn't he amazing, Oliver? Oh, thank you, dear. But Oliver's amazing, too. I uh, want to congratulate you, Oliver. You nearly got away with one of the greatest psychological crimes of the century. Hmm. You really think so? What do I say? It won't take me alive. Nikki, he's going for the window. Oh! Is Nick coming here today, Nora? Mm hmm. On his way back from police headquarters. Hello, Dolly. Hello, dear. Oh, Benny, how are you? Fine. I'm ready to give out with my lecture where I left off. Oh, uh, not yet, Benny. I'm going to turn that record off. All right, now, Mickey. Tell me how smart you were. Okay, dear. See, Oliver was in love with Pat. Mm hmm. His problem was to get rid of Martin Curtis so he bumped off Mrs. Curtis. Well, why? Did he hate the whole family? Well, he knew that Curtis was an ex car and would be under suspicion. He confessed at headquarters that he had access to Curtis' apartment. He, he typed those letters on Curtis' machine. Oh, to, to, frame uh, Curtis. Right, and to win Pat. He typed those threatening letters to Pat, and when she got scared, he got a gun for her. His plan was to make Pat think she committed a murder, and that he, Oliver, the great hero, was protecting him. Oh, a sort of, um... Homicidal lover thing. Oh, it. He became friendly with Mrs. Curtis, who was separated from her husband, while him back. He told her to threaten Pat with a knife after convincing her that this would scare Pat into giving up credit. And uh, Oliver arranged for them to meet here in the record shop. That's right. When Mrs. Curtis began waving the knife, Pat shot, just as Oliver, the psychologist, figured. Well, how did you know Curtis wasn't a suicide? Well, there were no powder burns in his temple, and that window in the back room was open. Oh, yeah. And um, when were you sure that Oliver was killed? After I spoke to Gallagher on the phone. He told me some of the shells they found were blanks. I had an idea that the shells in Pat's gun were blanks when she fired at me and missed, but I couldn't be sure. Hmm, Oliver was quite a boy. All right, Benny, that clears up everything. You can start lecturing Nikki again. Now, Ludwig van Beethoven's romance is a hunk of music that speaks of love, a thing which happens to all of us. Even the lowly earthworms. The people have been known to commit murder for love. But not earthworms, which proves that civilization ain't civil. And earthworms is smarter than people. Only they don't have as much fun. <laughs>
0: we leave Nick and Nora Charles to the tender mercies of their musical guide Benny, both apparently untouched by what should have been an enlightening experience. Nora and Nick, I hate to say this, but I'm afraid you're hopelessly square. Oh, no, 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 don't go yet, my friend. We haven't visited the green room, where the players are reversing our next performance. Come with me, please. Come. Come, come. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Boss, I've been reading a book. Bah! No, that's not the title. The title is Great Detectives of Yesteryear. Were there any? It may strike you as a revolutionary idea, but there seem to have been some. Primitive pumblers, no doubt. That's not what the guy who wrote this book thinks. Anything? he think? He says there'll never be detectives as great as they were. Piddlesticks. What could they do that I can't? Walk 100 yards? That's simply substituting sweat for intelligence. I'm not so sure. Some of the things they did were terrific. For example, they could take one look at a man and tell you how old he was, where he was born, what he had for breakfast that morning, and whether he was intelligent or just an isolationist. Charles play, Archie. You could do it? Naturally. I don't believe it. What would you like me to do? Give you a demonstration? Sure. Bar is no contribution to conversation. Me, I think you're hedging. I'm doing nothing of the sort. It's simply that. Let's forget the whole thing. After all, you're not perfect. You have your failings. You're entitled to a few. It's warm for July. it? Archie.
0: Although there have been warmer Julys, on the other hand, there have been colder ones. Taking them all... Archie.
1: Get up. I, uh, I'm up. Spend to know where the door is. Of course, you're not banishing me from hearth and home. Go through it. Stop the first man that passes this house. man You understand? A glimmer begins to light up my mental darkness. Nah. I look at him and tell you his profession, his matrimonial status, his habits, and many other little things about him you might like to know. You will? I said so, haven't I? I know, but, boss, should a man of your weight get so far out on a limb? OK. I'm going, and I'll be back with a $64 choice. Hey, did you recognize
0: those two people? Huh? Well, the obese sounding gentleman is none other than a great detective, and he'd be the last to deny this, Nero Wolf. Also present was Archie, Mr. Wolf's confidential secretary and trusted assistant. And since it takes nothing short of an act of God to get Nero farther away from his easy chair than a dinner table back, I guess you'd call Archie his legs, too. Well, with Archie doing the footwork, Nero Wolf solves a rather unique mystery in our next play. The case of the last laugh murder. This is Peter Lorre, Closing the doors of the mystery
1: playhouse. Good night. Eat tight.
0: This is the Armed Forces Radio Service.